I'm Colin. And I'm Megan. And this is Pet Sitter Sitter Confessional, Confessional. an open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Brought to you by Time to Pet. Hello and welcome back to another episode. This week, we are joined by Heather Scott from Heather's Pet Care. Heather talks to us about some big hitting topics from what makes a good pet care professional and how she hires her employees and how she stays organized and manages all of the chaos. She also mentions about how she sets herself apart in her market. Heather's got a lot of awesome stories to share. Let's dive right in. So my name is Heather and I've owned Heather's Pet Care for the last five and a half years now. I've always done other jobs in between. I was a personal trainer for a gym. Actually, when I started this business, I did both for two years until I had to make a decision to either become a busier trainer again or to focus on this business. And I decided to focus on the business instead. But I've always kind of done just odd things here and there. I'm a little bit of a hustler. Can't always do just one thing, but I did just run this business for straight two years. That was okay. my main income. I didn't do anything else. So I decided to pick up a job about a year ago. And so now I'm just helping people get tan as well as taking care of your dog. So, yeah. <laughs> so I've always done kind of odd jobs in between being a dog walker um, yeah. and a pet sitter, which has kind of helped to promote my business because it's not a conflict mm. anywhere. Same with personal training. They didn't have a pet care business. They didn't care that I was telling people that I I owned a business. They really, I was there to train, you know, and then I would talk to clients about that. So a lot of my, my clients at first were really from the gym, which was super helpful. Oh, I was a great kind of, yeah, yeah. That just kind of happened on accident. (laughs) (laughs) It's great when it works. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, So, so, so how, how did you get started in, in pet care specifically? What was the the trigger? Sure. Like kind of the aha moment, I guess. Yeah. Um, so when I was a personal trainer, I was working there about like 15, I think 20 hours a week was like my max. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's really a job that you can't work eight hours a day at first. It's very boring, especially when you don't have a lot of clients, you're just walking around the gym doing nothing. So I had all this free time on my hands and I, I honestly don't know how I came up with dog walking, but I came up with dog walking and I found not care.com. And I don't even know if this site is around anymore, but I found another kind of pet care dog walking type of site. And it wasn't um, like home sitters or pet sitters.com, which I know mm-hmm. is one too. It was yeah. another one. I can't remember what it was called. And I actually got my two first dog walking clients up around the gym that I was working at um, from that website. So then I was just kind of working them in between my clients or I would see clients first at the gym, go walk them because they were local and then come back. So that's how it really started. And then within, that was kind of my aha moment. And I never really wanted to make it a business. My main (laughs) goal, believe it or not, was to pay off my student loans. Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, what's a good side hustle to where, you know, I don't have to you know, I can make good money, but it's not like I'm breaking the bank doing it. Sure. And again, dog walking just kind of came into play. And I had these two clients that was like, cool, great. I'll just, I'll just have those two clients, you know, for forever and pay off my loans the next amount of time and it'll be great. Yeah. And like overnight, <laughs> it just cut, it took off. I ended yeah. up joining care.com. Yeah. I messaged some people. This is when it was free. So now it, you have to like pay for everything. Everybody does it's crazy. Yeah. But back in the day, about five, six years ago, it was free. So I would send out my website to everybody. Mm. And then they would click on it. Care.com never really caught on. 
they yeah. would click on it and then find my website and then contact me through there. Okay. So that's like my first three, my first two clients were from that one site. And then my third client that I still have to this day, um, I found him through care.com. Okay. So that's kind of how it all like stumbled into place. I guess those three clients I had for probably, well, the one I've had for five and a half years now, the other two I had for over a year straight. Wow. So I was like, cool, have just these three clients for forever. It'll be wonderful. The third I still do, but then, you know, when things happen, people move and whatnot. And, you know, so that's kind of happened with the other two. They ended up just moving, but, um, yeah, I just really thought it was going to be just such a side hustle. It kind of just like grew in my lap overnight. I was like, yeah. oh, crud, this is a business now. Like, I have to start. <laughs> Within six months, I had to hire people. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah, it got so, that crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so what was the triggering point for, for hiring your first team member? I was getting so many new clients that everybody was booking me at the same time. Uh, yeah. For pet yeah. sitting stuff. And I okay. was like, well, I can't sleep at three houses at once. What the heck am I going to do? <laughs> and at, at the time when I first started the business, I don't know if drop-in visits were really a thing or if people just weren't interested in them. I offer that service now when I have to stay at somebody's house. I, you know, I'll just say, hey, listen, I'm already staying somewhere, but I can stop in. Yeah. But I didn't, I don't know if I just, I don't think I really offered that five years ago. So once a bunch of people, um, once a bunch of people were hitting me up and asking me for pet sitting at the same time, I was like, Oh crud. Well now I, now I have to have at least one other person to help me out. Yeah. So when I was at the gym, um, I ended up being paired up with this one girl, Amanda, and she was actually a graphic designer and she did my first logo for me because I was like, Oh my God, I, I don't even have a logo. I you know, and I didn't yeah. know what to do. What did God, I'm just, I didn't go to school for that. I was like, I have no clue. Met her. I was like, Hey, could you do my logo for me? You know, I'll mm-hmm. come work for me too. It just all kind of worked into place. So she ended up working for me pet sitting wise. Cause she had a normal job during the day. Yeah. And then one of my coworkers at the gym, she ended up walking dogs for me for four and a half years. Oh, wow. <laughs> and we started at the same time. We both had the same last name. She got married, but we both had the same last name. Mm. So it was just kind of, it was weirdly meant to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she was, she's always, you know, you have that one staff member you'll never replace. Sure. It was her. So I, I miss her every day. Um, she left me this year. Actually, she left me in June. So um, and that, that was a tough one. So that was really my triggering moment of needing to hire because everybody was booking me at once. And I was like, what the heck? I'm like, I can't, again, can't be four places at once. And for yeah. whatever reason, I didn't offer drop-ins because it's definitely something I do now. Yeah. Um, but, and I really, I think those people really wanted somebody to be in the house overnight. Sure. Yeah. You know, so I don't even think that was really, cause they probably would have brought it up as an option and they definitely didn't. So yeah, people tend to know or have an idea of what kind of services yeah. they want. So what, right, right. What, you, what kind of services do you, do you provide now? Um, in sure. Addition, yeah. So I provide um, overnight care, which is really just a limited basis with scheduling. Yeah. Dog walking, which is pretty much every day. Um, same with pet sitting. So that would be, I guess, the drop-in visits. I call that pet sitting. Okay. Um, so we can come in up to four times a day if need be. Sometimes dogs four times a day is fairly normal. Um, cats are anywhere between once or twice. 
and birds are usually just once. I do have some bird clients. (laughs) Those people need to travel too. Yeah. Yeah, So, and bird people really don't travel because they're nervous to find somebody. I understand it's a lot of work with birds. Um, You know, you kind of have to know what you're looking for. You know, like there's no real like bird vet, you know? So it's, it's such just people just own birds because they like them. Yes. But they don't go away because not a lot of people know how to take care of them. Like I have one bird client. She's wonderful. She worked in zoos for forever mm. and she was a bird curator. Oh, so like whoa. she knows, she knows her stuff with birds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like for sure. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh my God, when I first got this client, I was like, oh wow. And I remember I got her at the gym and the trainer who knew her was you know, was telling me, he was like, oh my God, she like chops up all these fruits and vegetables for the birds. And he's like, oh, you're, you're probably not going to have to do that. Like that's like so much work. Yeah. Oh my God. Of course I have to do that. Of course, yeah. <laughs> that's like the biggest thing I have to do. Who else so is gonna I do actually it? really, I really enjoy it because it looks really pretty. You know, you mm-hmm. make it just all rainbow colors, you chop it up, but each bird has a different size beak. So huh. I have to chop up the vegetables to a different size per cage. Oh, wow. She's got okay. little ones. She has finches. She has um, a big white cockatiel. So, you know, the, the the big one, Anarchy, he can eat like <laughs> apples whole. You know, like you don't yeah. have to skin them. He can eat grapes. No big deal. But all in Rosella's, all these little birds, they have their beaks are small. So you have to chop them up really, really tiny. They can't do any skins because it's poisonous. Mm hmm. So, um, wow. <laughs> gee, those people need to go away too. Yeah. So as long <laughs> yeah. as you're good with following direction, you know, and these people trust you, then you'll be good. But, um, yeah, yeah. yeah so I do service birds too. Okay. That's really interesting. I, I, and, and I, what I like about this kind of the pet care is the ability to meet those clients' needs, uh, yes. you know, is that, and you're not just stuck with cats and dogs. Yes. You yeah. know? All sorts of things come up. I know we've yeah. sat, we've sat um, hingeback tortoises and ball pythons oh, and all sorts cool. of stuff. Oh, cool. Just <laughs> snakes. Yes. <laughs> I know. That's, I have a couple lizards and that's like as far as I'll go because they even, I mean, the lizards don't even have teeth, but they still freak me out. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, gosh. Ooh, right. Yeah. So you mentioned something there about if you can follow directions, you know, you'll be fine yeah. as a business owner. When you're, when you're bringing somebody on the team, what are sure. some things that stick out to you that go, aha, this is, this is good. I have had, I've hired a lot of people over the years. I've hired about 16 and four have lasted more than six months. Mm. So, oh. um, yeah, this, this <laughs> is a tough industry. So yeah. I, I, it's hard for me to say, because I, when I meet everybody initially, I'm like, oh my God, this person's great. Wow, they're wonderful. They have great references. You know, the background check comes out fine. Mm-hmm. All of it looks perfect. Like, oh my God, I really need the help. And then within a couple months, they do something stupid. And I'm like, hello? Oh, no. <laughs> like, why did I hire you then? Yeah, just yeah. like, you know, it, it, and then they end up quitting. And I'm like, wow, all right. Like, was that really good? Like, it was good help at the time, but was it like quality help? Sure. I don't know. See, the, yeah. the problem is with my business specifically, I'm so busy personally that my staff ends up taking all the extra jobs and all the extra clients and okay. I can't always follow them around. Sure. So, you know, like I can't take off a whole day just to follow around my staff because I have my own personal clients. 
Okay. So I don't know if maybe, and I do have everybody shadow me for, you know, at least the first week I join them with the first walk on any client. So they know the routine. They know how I do things. So I don't know if it's maybe just too much lax. Sometimes there can be too much freedom in this business. Sure. Um, and, you know, sometimes there is a lot of quick thinking too with dog walking and pet sitting. You know, yeah. there's sometimes you can't call me in the moment. You just have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've had dog walkers and pet sitters do that and then call me after the fact. Um, which is fine because I've been in situations too where I can't immediately call the owner. I just have to think on my feet and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so those moments kind of make or break pet sitters for me. But hiring them initially, um, it's it's just so hard to tell somebody's work ethic until they're working for you. Oh, yeah. And yeah. again, like following direction is like huge. If you can't follow my direction, you know, like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> so that's, yeah. and responsibility and trust on my end is massive because my clients at the end of the day, trust me for hiring my staff. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll always come back to me because it's me, but they're okay with using somebody else. The the company is, is Heather's pet care, right? So, right. so ultimately when you talk about like that, it, it does fall at your feet. Anything and everything that does happen is your responsibility at the end of the day. Totally. Yeah, totally. From the other side there, as a client, what, yes. what, are, what are they looking for in a pet sitter? Sure. Know? So um, I've gotten close with a few of my clients. Um, being a personal trainer is very appealing to some people. <laughs> mm, yeah. So my dog and pet sitting clients have also become my personal training clients. It kind of worked hand in hand, which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. So I've asked my clients over the years, you know, like why they keep using me or why they ended up choosing me. Because uh, at the end of the day, you know, you don't, you know, you want to know you're doing a good job, but you don't really know why or how, you know? So, and I I know people are super blessed and grateful to have me in their life and whatnot and cool. But like, I know there's a reason why they still end up choosing me. Yeah. So, and actually it it kind of happened a little bit earlier today. I was walking the dog uh, in this one neighborhood. I was on the phone with my friend and one of my clients, I have this one neighborhood where I have three clients in there and one of them sees me sometimes. She just needs me. Actually, she's my lizard client. And, um, so she pulled out today with her mom in the car and stopped and said, Hey, and uh, we just chatted for a few minutes and whatnot. And again, I was on the phone with my, my best friend. And when they ended up leaving, I was like, so there was some customer service right there for you. (laughs) (laughs) This is is why I still have these clients. So if you just make it, I know a little bit of a personal touch. I think what people are looking for you know, his responsibility and trust are huge because you're walking into people's houses when they're not there. Mm-hmm. They're handing you their house key. You know, that's, that's a really big deal for a lot of people. Yeah. I honestly think about it. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Would I really want somebody staying in my house? Like, no, mm-hmm. like I can't believe my clients trust me like they do, but they really do. Oh yeah. And I think also over the years too, like I, everybody's human and I understand that, but I don't mess up. I don't, this is my job. I take this very seriously. Walking into your house is super serious in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, especially when you're not there, you know? So I think people just see that right away and they, they just, they know, they just can sense it. Um, I've also, I built this business in my hometown and I was a bit of a nerd in high school. So okay. I really didn't get in trouble when I was a good kid. Yeah. So I've heard that from a lot of people. Like they'll ask around town about me and they'll just usually say I'm, I was a good kid. So that also helps too, because if you did some stupid stuff around town, 
and you're going to try to build this, but it's just going to come out really fast yeah. and people are going to find out and then they're not going to want to use you. Yeah. So I think from a client's perspective, they're really looking for that responsibility, that trust from that end. Um, and really how you articulate. I've met some people where I'm like, oh boy, like you can't, you can't speak well. And I do live in a uh, area where it is very wealthy. I'm walking into a lot of mansions, you know, a lot of people that have made a lot of money over the years, you know, just being able to articulate and being, you know, and you can throw responsibility in that too, with being yeah. able to talk well, and you don't have to have, you know, massive amount of knowledge in this business to be able to even know what you're doing, yeah. you know, um, cause I don't have my degree in any sort of animal care or vet tech certification. You know, I don't, I don't have any of that stuff. Yeah. So I just have a business degree. <laughs> so how that turned into walking dogs, you know, yeah. weird, but yes. um, yeah, it's always crazy where life, where life really takes you. So I, I really think the two biggest things um, from a client's perspective is responsibility and trust. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that just presenting yourself as yes. a professional, right? Like that yes. is, that is yes. so not so coming huge. up in like ripped clothes, you know, like I wear, I actually wear a lot of, the stuff that I wear dog walking because it just, it smells like dogs yeah. and then the dogs just don't leave me alone. So then they're yeah. like, Oh my God, my dog loves you already. I'm like, I know. And I it's know. just because I, I smell like a dog, you know, I mean, I know dogs can sense energy and they know when you're not a, a good person, Yeah, but they can tell right away that I smell just like them. You know, they're honestly confused because they're like, you're not a dog, but <laughs> why do you smell like one? There's so, so much there. Yeah, there's yeah. so much. Yeah, because I wear the same boots every winter, every day. Yeah. You know, I do switch up my sneakers, but my boots I wear every day. So <laughs> it just, it smells. And I, I have labs, you know, goldens, dogs that shed mm -hmm. like crazy, you yeah. know? So I, <laughs> I tend to just wear that stuff, you know, I'm like, okay, good. But yeah, I, I mean, I've met some people that would wear like ripped jeans. I, I interviewed a girl that wore like a ripped shirt. And it was like ripped on purpose. You know, it wasn't like an accidental rip. It was like just a ripped shirt on purpose. But yeah, maybe not for the interview. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's, not a good idea. Because like I, none of my clients, I wouldn't hire her because I know none of my clients would hire her. Yeah, yeah, that's big. And, and that yeah. idea of like, you know, you, you are in people's homes. It's a very personal, it's very, you know, intimate kind of business relationship yes. that you have with people. And to know that, whether you're being watched or not, you need to be, you need to have that, that trust. You pretty much are. Yeah. People these, need to know days. with pet sitting, you pretty much are. I mean, yes, especially these days, because five years ago, the whole camera craze wasn't really a huge thing. So I felt like I got into the business at a good time. Yeah. But even with all the cameras and whatnot that they have now, they're still neighbors. Oh, People yeah. are really close with everybody. You know, if you're just throwing parties, if you're not there, it's going to get back to the owner really fast. Yeah. Yeah. And it's happened to me a couple of times with staff where yeah. the owners have called me or, you know, because their neighbor said something to them and I'm like, oh God. Oh. <laughs> or I've had it where I've stayed at houses where, you know, the neighbors have said something about me. Oh. I'm like, oh, come oh. on. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, you can tell the houses where people are really close and, and tight knit. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, there always is the one or two that has a camera that you just have. One of my clients didn't even tell me, and there was a camera right inside the house. Ooh, yeah. And she said, listen, you know, like if you have people over, if you do something, we're going to know, just yeah. know that we'll know. Yeah. Like I had no idea what that even meant. And she was my personal training client at the time. Mm. So I just, I, I felt it was so odd because I was seeing her so much at the gym. 
that they didn't trust me being in their home with their dog too. Mm -hmm. Um, But I ended up, and I had no idea what she was talking about. So I was just, you know, kind of hanging out like normal and whatnot. It all was fine. And all of a sudden I turn around and I just saw it like out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, I guess this is what she was talking about. And Mm. it was like right directly in the kitchen in the living room. Yeah. And they didn't Mm. put me in a bedroom. They put me in the basement. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to hang out in the basement. So that's that's pretty much all I did. I just took the dog downstairs and we just hung out in the basement. Mm. So I'm not a huge fan of cameras inside the house. Outside the house, fine. I understand why people do that, especially with all the package nonsense that's been going on i understand why people do that but inside the house your dog's not doing anything but sleeping yeah like nothing your dog is doing nothing (laughs) Nothing. if you really want to know because sometimes i i'll walk into a house quietly or they don't hear me right away so then you kind of catch them in the act yeah they're not doing anything but sleeping sleeping. (laughs) if you want to watch them sleep for the eight hours you're gone all right (laughs) but they're not doing anything yeah they're not doing anything productive like nothing (laughs) (laughs) so so do you do you do you ask clients if they have cameras or is it do you just not even broach that topic and just assume um i can kind of tell with some people um Mm -hmm. i mean people do make it very obvious really um i don't tend to ask what it Sometimes what usually comes up, especially pet sitting wise, because it's more my dog walking clients that have cameras for pet sitting wise, I'll ask in my checklist if they have any security or alarm systems. Uh, Um, And usually the cameras are some sort of security system or linked to an alarm or something. So it'll usually come up with something like that. Um, But not, I mean, they're people are usually pretty honest about it too. Like my first, very first pet sitting client before I started this business, the mm-hmm. first thing they told me was they had cameras on the outside of their house. Uh, and I was like, yeah. oh, okay. And I, I think they were telling me because the last girl that they had, and they used a really close friend of theirs daughter, mm-hmm. I probably to save some money and, you know, to kind of help out. And I'm sure they paid her a bit too, but you know, you want to do something nice for your friend's kid. Yeah. And uh, they didn't tell her about the cameras. So he told, yeah, so he told me that her boyfriend was coming over and letting the dogs out. She wasn't always staying there when she said she was. She was gone for like hours on end at one point. Mm. So it just was a hot mess. I was like, oh my God. You know, this was like my first job. I was like, wow, am I sure I really want to do this? And they were going to Italy for two weeks. Yeah, they were good friends with my aunt, and that's mm. why they decided to go with me because yeah. they the the wife went to high school with my aunt, so that you know really close personal friend of hers. So I think that's why they trusted me because it was family, you know, it, it basically mm. at that point. So right. yeah, crazy, yeah. Yeah. crazy. <laughs> and I even asked at one point. I think I I needed my brother to stay over. I can't remember what the situation was, but I asked them. I like, I emailed, I think we were communicating via email because it was Italy and this was six years ago. So I don't even think WhatsApp was around. And I emailed them and I asked if my brother could stay over and they super appreciated that. And they were like, yeah, of course. Like they really, once I asked like once or twice, they didn't really care after that. Yeah. That that just speaks to like, communicate with the owners, communicate with the clients because they, they crave that. Like that is something that they totally love to have is the I'll only communication, me. yeah, the only communication you have between the dog and the owner is you. Yeah, yeah. You know? And, yeah, and and so they're going to want you to, it's better to ask 
upfront and just be honest with them about things than try and either hide it or not ask and assume that it's okay. Never assume those kind of things when you're dealing, when you're in somebody's especially home, the right? Especially the dog's schedule too, mm. you know, because I've heard people that will pet sit on the side, you know, as a side hustle, kind of like how I started, which is yeah. cool. But people who have the normal Monday through Friday, eight hour job, and this dog is used to being let out, you know, let's say at noon or one o'clock, because that's what the owner does. Yeah. You know, that's where you have that disconnect a little bit, you know, and that can become a bit. So commute. So letting the owner know right away, like, Hey, I do work. I actually, I have a pet sitter right now who does have a full-time job. She works at a bagel place by me. Mm-hmm. And she actually works early, like early morning, like five thirty, you know, some mornings to like two thirty three. So she's not getting out really late, but it's just such different hours that mm-hmm. most of my clients are used to that I flat out tell them right away, listen, Michelle works for a bagel place. She has to work there really early. I'm going to stop in. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of that. And midday at that point is like nine, ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Because then she'll be back by, you know, three, four o'clock. So it doesn't really affect my schedule too much, but I'm able to at least help her. So then that way the dogs can be let out. The clients are fine with it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also kind of taking a look and seeing what's going on and making sure everything's up to par. And, mm-hmm. you know, she didn't have a party the night before and, right. you know, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So, so you, you mentioned Michelle um, and you, you have a few other people on your yes. team. Um, t- tell us about the people that, uh, you, that work for you. Sure. So I have Michelle now. Um, she's been great. No problems. I just, I've actually known her for many years, just going to this bagel shop. And then we just, you know, kind of chatted there for a while. And then she actually approached me. She's like, hey, she's like, you know, do you need any help with like pet sitting or whatnot? And I was like, oh my God, yes. yes. Like, why haven't we talked about this forever ago? And I think I just didn't really bring it up to her because I was always going to her job, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I don't run it, you know, we don't even speak about it when the owners are there. You know, it's a completely separate thing with us. And I know that and I respect that. So she's been great so far, no complaints, but she's just strictly pet sitting because her schedule is so crazy and works a bit of a normal job. Mm-hmm. So the, my dog Walker is actually a dog trainer. Um, and her name is Amy. She's been a dog trainer for about 10 years now. Super excited to bring her on board because I don't know anything about dog training and I'm not about to drop 10 K on that certification. So I was like, Oh my God. I was like a dog trainer, please join my group. So we actually do a lot of cross promotion with each other. Oh, cool. So any, yeah. So any new clients that she gets, she talks about me and any new clients and all of my old clients, especially ones that get a second dog, I immediately send her card over Mm. and say, listen, you need to get in, you know, you need to, she works for me. You need to get in with her like now. Yeah. So we both have two very different businesses because she's not really competing with me. I don't do anything dog training wise. She has her own crew for that. You know, it's dog training, not consistent, pet sitting and dog walking is way more consistent than that. So, um, that's why she's kind of working for me and doing the dog training. So at first I was like, well, why, (laughs) why do you want to work for me? This is kind of weird. Yeah. Like you, you, I can't pay you a hundred dollars for a dog walk, you know, which is kind of a normal dog training session. So, um, the consistency of it just really, you know, that you'll, you'll do great for a while and then you'll have nobody for like a month. So I can understand that um, because that was really in the beginning of this business. It's very up and down with the schedules. And if you don't build your clientele base up, not necessarily quickly, but if you don't keep building it, you'll just lose everybody. And that's that. 
Yeah. So, but anyway, so Amy's been great. She's strictly a dog walker of mine. Um, there is a lot of extra hours and a lot of extra time in this business. I'm sure, as you know, it's yeah. not an easy, like, Hey, you're walking dogs from 10 to three today. Um, and then, and then you're done. Yeah, yeah. You know? And then like, yeah. So with them, I really kept that like with her, that's pretty much her schedule. Um, I do her schedule every week for her and I'll, I'll, I map it out literally to the hour and to like the half an hour mark that she needs to leave. Mm. So that way she knows where she needs to be. She can schedule her clients around that. And then that's that, but that does change every week and every day. You know, it's mm. not like she's walking dogs from 11 to two every day. Okay. You know, she's not some days it's, she starts at noon. Some days she starts at 1145 love her to pieces. That's great. Yeah. She, yeah. I cannot run this business on my own. I've been mm. saying that a lot with uh, lately. I don't know why, but <laughs> I, it happened to me in June where I had a dog walker that was going to replace Erica and within a week of me almost losing Erica, this girl gave me five days notice and quit. Mm. (laughs) And I was like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Like you have your own book and I have my own book. Yeah. And like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? So yeah. yeah. So it, it was a panic. So I literally had to drop my personal clients that I had for years Mm-hmm. until I was ready to take them back because I didn't want to lose the new business. Sure. My yeah. old clients were okay with it. Weirdly enough, they were like, wow. Listen, come back when you need to. We understand. We'll oh, cover that, it for now. That's super yeah. great. Nobody dropped me. Nobody dropped me for that. Mm-hmm. So, and it was two weeks that I was running it by myself and I couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. A lot. So that's, that's when I hire, I hired the mom and then I hired the dog trainer too all at once. I was like, Oh, oh I can breathe. Thank God. <laughs> So I just, I just separated those clients and they each had, you know, the start of their book and then I could actually yeah. breathe and focus on things. So yes. you, you have some relatively new hires. Um, how, how are you yes. managing them and keeping everybody organized on the same page? Each staff member that has worked for me has kind of taught me what to do different next time. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and it's usually really bad stuff that happens where I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Now I really have to drastically change things. Right. So. What I do now, which I find this has helped me the most, writing out their schedules via email, huge. Mm. Um, That's been super helpful because in that way, I can look back on where they need to be. It's via email. You know, it's not like in a text message where it's lost. Mm. Um, And I have an app called Doggy Logs. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Um, There's a few of like those kind of GPS tracking apps too for walking dogs there's one called tractive as well okay um i looked into both and doggy logs honestly it was just more fun like it's very user-friendly um just like cartoony type of you know kind of out layout um so that is really that's huge for me when i bring on because sometimes i'll bring on like old staff i hired a girl for the holidays this year who helped me out with a job last year Um, And just to make sure that these girls are staying at the houses for as long as they need to be, that's where the app becomes handy because you have to go into it and start and stop it. And I get the email. And all I really look at is I'm just making sure that you're there at the time that I said you were going to be there. Because if you don't need, especially if you're stopping into a house three times a day, you're not giving updates three times a day. Right. Yeah, my God, that's like so much work. And like, what are you going to talk about? Like by the end of the, after the third day, there's nothing left to talk about. 
out. Yep. So <laughs> I usually do one update at the end of the day, but that's where mm-hmm. the doggy log app comes handy because you don't have to touch base or really say anything to me as long as I get that email. Sure. If there's a problem where like, you know, you found something in the house and you need to call me, call me. You know, right. that's, that's always my MO. Please, if you need to reach me, do. But if you were just there for a normal visit and everything was fine, I'll just check my emails, make sure that you were there and move on with my day. Right. Yeah. So that's how I I felt that I really kept everybody organized now. So what uh, what's the market like for pet care where where you live? It's huge. It's Mm. huge. Everybody has pets. Everybody needs to go away. Everybody needs help. Wow. It's massive. I'm in an extremely crowded space over here. Okay. I'm part part of a Facebook group that's in my town, just specifically for my town. Got about 10,000 people in it. And I don't live in a city. I live in a farm town. So don't think of anything huge. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I I grew up next to three farms. So, (laughs) you know, I lived in Farmville. So everybody has a lot of animals. Gotcha. Um, And in this Facebook group, people will ask for dog walkers or pet sitters. You know, they'll always, uh, and I'm telling you, they're, 50 comments, 60 comments, all different, Wow, all different. Yeah. It's not like the same person, you know, I actually got a client so blessed to have gotten this client, got a client because he went on Facebook, saw one of the posts, started writing down names of businesses. Mm. I was the first one. Nice. Okay. He contacted (laughs) me and I emailed him back that day and we met like, I think two days later. Wow. Wow. He didn't even contact anybody else. Right. Well, he didn't need to because you got in touch. Didn't right. need to. You know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's crazy the amount of people that will refer other pet sitters and dog walkers in this area. And I usually don't get the person who posted the job. Hmm. I usually get people that see it like this particular client, how yeah. I got Susie. He just saw it online. So that's how I've gotten a lot of my extra clients just from the people seeing this from the Facebook group. Maybe they tried somebody else didn't have good luck. Like I got a client once, um, for a cat actually, and they had an alarm system and you had to put in your own code and that, you know, that again, you know, that stuff, this is something that, you know, and they hired a girl that literally came just like in and out, Mm. still put her alarm code in and everything and left, you know, after like five minutes. Wow. Wow. So of course they asked me, you know, how long do you typically stay for blah, blah. So I'm like, wow, this girl, like, they get those text messages, you know, because yeah. she even told me too, if you ever have an issue with our alarm system, just let me know. I can do it remotely. remotely. Yep. You know, <laughs> So they knew when I was coming in and out of that house. So I was like, wow. I'm like, oh my gosh. So that's, and I think they tried somebody else from the Facebook group and then mm-hmm. used her once that happened. And then they've had me ever since. Have you heard about Time to Pet? Dan from NYC Pooch has this to say. Time to Bet has been a total game changer for us. It helped us streamline many aspects of our operation, from scheduling and communication to billing and customer management. Uh, we actually tested other pet sitting softwares in the past, but these other solutions were clunky and riddled with problems. Everything in Time to Pet has been so well thought out. It's intuitive, feature-rich, and it's always improving. If you are looking for new pet sitting software for your business, give Time to Pet a try. As a listener of Pet Sitter Confessional, you'll get 50% off your first three months when you sign up at timetopet.com slash confessional. How, how do you set yourself apart in a really crowded market like that? What do you think you know, helps you bubble up to the top there? I really think my website helps. Mm. Not a lot of people in this industry have websites. It's usually either a Facebook page or a phone number. Okay. 
And people want to make sure this is a legitimate business. They want to see testimonials. They want to know what you actually do. Um, Cause not a lot of, i we have businesses over here that just service cats really? or businesses that just service dogs. Yes. Okay. There wow, are that's... some people that won't touch cats and there's some <laughs> people that, you know, don't want to deal with dogs. Oh yeah. So wow. you're limiting yourself <laughs> a little bit in that regard, you know, but yeah. um, there are those type of those, those people do exist around here. So I, and I always get a lot of compliments on my website and it's mm. a Squarespace website that I just, I, my best friend and I designed it six years ago, okay. you know, so it, I haven't even changed it. I've changed the yeah. pictures and testimonials, of course, but uh-huh. I haven't changed the layout of that in six years and yeah. I'm not going to, because I always get a lot of compliments on it. Yeah. And I feel like that stands out the most with me because once you need to have a good first impression before you then meet the client. Yes. So I feel like they see enough where they're like, Oh my gosh, I can't wait to meet this girl. And I, you know, right away, it's usually like, Oh, your website was so cute. You know, I, I couldn't wait to meet you. And I've gotten that a lot over the years. Mm. So I, I really feel like that's the winner right there is just a website, which seems so basic and it's super basic. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> it really is. And on this Facebook group, I'm telling you, I'm probably one of two or three people that have websites. That's it. Mm. And when, when these days it's, it's shocking to hear that because these days Isn't websites it? are pretty ubiquitous and I mean, they're pretty much free. Yeah. At this point, you know, yeah. yes. Or you build your own, you know, Squarespace, I think is a hundred dollars a year. Yes. Ten, it's less than $10 a month. You know, I, I can't even, how can you not justify that cost? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, for something that I don't even pay for Google ads or Google, you know, none of that stuff. And I'm found off of Google a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So Google all the time. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. Thinking Google. <laughs> yeah. So, so to, so to anybody listening to this, if you don't have a website, just getting a simple one out there with your yes. name, prices, contact information, and some testimonials, like, like and get... you know, what's interesting. I don't put my prices online. Okay. Really? So interesting. I do not. No, okay. I do not. Cause for me, I find not everybody just has one dog that, runs, you know, that's a golden retriever that needs to be walked at this time. And and that's what it is. Yes. Everybody has different animals. You may have more than one dog. You may have a dog and a cat. Um, you know, you may not need me for dog walking services every day. I have clients that just use me for when they go away. Mm-hmm. And okay. my dog walking clients, they don't typically go away or okay. they'll use friends and family because they, you know, use me for dog walking and I get it. They don't want to spend any more with me. I understand it can yeah. be pricey after a while. So mm-hmm. then they kind of, you know, I think they just, their wallets are curtain a little bit. So then they use friends and family. That's yeah. totally fine. Yeah. So, well, I like. I think that's interesting because basically you're saying by not really putting prices on there, you're kind of, yes. you're, you're making a second conversation happen of, of allowing yourself to curtail the exact services and the exact totally. pricing at the time that it's being asked for. Yes, because overnight care really does vary on how much work is being done. And I don't know if that's how you guys price it too, but you know, you, I definitely have underpriced myself before where I was like, (laughs) yeah, it should be like this much. The work doesn't seem that bad. Actually, the, the woman that I charged the most ever in pet sitting was this summer and she had four cats, two dogs and like 30 chickens. What? <laughs> and I didn't even charge her a hundred dollars a day. Oh my! Okay. And I should have. Wow. I should have. Yeah. yeah, I should have because 
it wasn't so much with the dogs and the cat. Well, the cats got fed three times a day. That was a little bit of work. And two of them were kittens. The other two were fine. The dogs mm-hmm. were, oh my God, phenomenal. The one was a retired uh, working line German shepherd. Oh. Like he had airport security clearance. What? Yeah, like the <laughs> most trained dog. Yeah, he was great. Ramus, well. oh my, and Flint, beautiful, beautiful German shepherds. Mm. They just, I had no problems with them. And I really didn't have any issues with the chickens. It was just all the work with the chickens. Yeah. So I had to let them out first thing in the morning, collect all the eggs. I had to make sure they all, and they can't see at night. So of course in the summertime, when does it get dark at like 930? Yes. (laughs) So I had to stay up until it got dark Mm. and then put on my chicken boots, put on a jacket because the mosquitoes are everywhere and make sure all the chickens are in. Huh. Like I had one that I had to chase around for like a solid five minutes because he just wouldn't go in. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, it's getting dark. I know you need to go in and I can't leave this. Like you need to go in. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's, I should have charged her. So I definitely undercharged myself with that job. Um, yeah. And it happens, you know, it totally. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to put any prices with overnight care in. Cause if you have one dog where I have to let out in the backyard three times a day, I'm not yeah. going to charge you $80 a day for that. You know, that's yes. like really ridiculous. That's mm-hmm. too easy, you mm-hmm. know, but if you have a dog that I have to walk three to five times a day, because sometimes that happens, mm-hmm. it's, you know, you're going to, you're going to pay for that. <laughs> yeah. And, and <laughs> I know? think as, I think it, it is very easy in this business to, to constantly undercharge your services because. Yes, because you, you want the client. You want the client, you're afraid of losing yeah. them yes. and, and you really end up hurting yourself in the end because yes. you're, you run yourself ragged. And, and at the end of the day, you know, the person who traveled with the chickens and the cats and the dogs, who, who else were they going to get to do that? Know. You know, if for, for know. that quality of service and yes. so you, no have to re, you have to remind yourself of people are reaching out to you for a reason because they, they, they need somebody that they can trust and, and you know, they're going to pay for it be, to totally. get a, a certain quality of service that they, that they can trust and, and believe in. And, and, that's, and I, I worked with people for the first two years of starting this business. I said, listen, then let's, let's work out a price then. Yeah. Especially for dog walking. Cause that's, that's consistent, mm-hmm. you know? So a $5 increase or decrease is a lot of money to a lot of people, yeah. you know? So I used to work with people in the beginning. Now I don't, because I've been doing this for too long. My time is really valuable. People get that. And they really don't gawk about my prices too much anymore. Yeah. yeah. Because they know I've been around and, you know, I, I know what I'm doing at this point. And I don't really, I don't need to work with people to get the client, to get them to stay, you know, because it does end up hurting you in the long run. Totally. Because yeah. yeah. how do you then say like, how do you then increase the prices? That's a very awkward conversation to have with people. Yes, it is. It really is. Especially people who use you you know, consistently and more than just once a week. If it's once a week, those people don't really cry about it because it's like, okay, understood. Yeah. I didn't yep. raise my I didn't raise my prices until this year, mm. I think. Or maybe like sometime last year. Okay. I kept them the same for like a straight four years. Wow. Cause I also wow. I was like, well, why are these people gonna pay? You know, they're not gonna want to pay more. And I'm not going to have a dog walk from $20 to $22. Yeah. Why am I going to deal with change? You know what I mean? <laughs> I know some people do that in, yeah. in, especially in Jersey, they have a half hour walk for $22. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who is ever going to have 
$20 bills and they're going to pay you in change event. I've had clients pay me in change for $20 and like, they're going to pay you in change. Yeah. I'm sure for two bucks. Absolutely. Like it just, and then if you're paying staff on that too, like you're just dealing with more unnecessary money that you don't need to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So from a a management decision, you know, it's much easier to manage that, but uh, you know, eventually you do need to start adjusting those prices because you know, costs are going up all the time Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And then gas, gas, you know, yeah, it's not going down anytime soon. No, it's not. Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So after, after five and a half years, do you have a most memorable or maybe even influential client that has helped, you know, helped the the way you run your business or or view what you do? I would say probably Amy. Amy's the owner, Chaplin's the dog. Um, He's been my buddy for, it's, my God loves me to pieces. Everybody's (laughs) like, oh, he loves you so much. I'm like, I know. But I literally (laughs) had him since he was a 10 week old puppy. Oh gosh. Yeah. I had it. Wow. I had, I still have my black lab for three. Riley's going to turn four soon. I had her when she was eight weeks old. I wow. held her in my hand. <laughs> Can't do that now. She's like 40 pounds now. <laughs> Can't do that now. But like I have a before and after picture because getting mm-hmm. selfies with her is really hard. I, I think we kind of all ruined it when she was a puppy with the picture. So okay. a lot of these dogs don't like the phones because they know it's for selfies. Sure. So um, <laughs> I have gotten maybe like two or three over the last couple of years because they were really hard to get when she was a puppy. No big deal. Okay. So I have like a layout picture of the two of us. And I would say that's probably the the most like impacted one because I'm mm. holding her in my hands and then she's like yeah. this giant dog. Yeah, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, huge. <laughs> huge. So I, I would definitely say Chaplin because I, I had him since he was, you know, and uh I think he was maybe 10 weeks old. I don't even think he was quite three months, four months. And um Ken being my third client and still still using me, you know, I even helped out with her mom with her cat because her mom lived down the road from here. Mm. So um you know, they, they, and she even said to me recently, she's like, Oh, I feel like you're just part of the family now. (laughs) And I was like, yes, I totally am. They got a second dog. We've been working really hard with that. So, you know, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. So once, you know, and they feel comfortable and it's such a sigh of relief for them that I'm there, you know, they, they do have a, a 16 year old stepson that goes to high school that, you know, does come home and help out with the dogs when needed. But she knows when I stop by that, you know, the dogs are happy. They're at least getting out for a good walk. You know, the high schooler doesn't have to rush home to then deal with the dogs. Sure. You know, it's just, it's a good um, peace of mind, really. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure that helps out a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So um, for your business, um, you've chosen to go with an LLC um, filing. Um, Why did you, why in particular did you decide to go with that over another kind of classification? So uh, I know LLC has a lot of good tax advantages. Okay. Um, that stuff, that was a big, because you can pretty much write everything off um, with S-Corps and uh, some of the other ones. They're a little more, not tax sensitive. You just can't really get away with a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was just one of the cheaper ones to kind of set up. Sure. Um, S-Corps and I think there's B-Corps too are a little more complicated to set up. Um, and I did wait a little bit to get an LLC because it was a lot of money, you know, actually, and I think it's more now, but legal zoom five years ago, uh, was like almost a thousand dollars. Yeah. That's I was a, like, that's wow. Yeah. So I was like, I need to work for this and save up for it and then buy it. Yeah. So I did that within 
probably a, a few months and probably like two, three months because I knew how important it was to get an LLC started. Mm-hmm. You know, if something happens in your care with these animals and they need to sue you because it happens and we're a very sue-happy country, they're going to sue your company. Yes. Different with suing. If they sue you personally, they can take everything. Yeah. Yeah. If they sue your company, they can just take what the company's worth. Sure. So <laughs> I knew that I needed to at least get something like ASAP. So I did save, I want to say for like a couple months. And then I actually found a company called um, bizfilings.com that was half the price. Hmm. So I was like, okay, doing that. So um, (laughs) I did biz filings and I think I had a registered agent for a little bit, which really didn't mean much. And then I became my own registered agent. And it's just all really, uh, besides the tax advantages um, and not, you know, getting sued and whatnot and all that stuff. Yeah, but it is just part of, again, like, protecting yes. yourself. And, and part well, of that it's is it's really just owning a, you know, like that's the start of actually owning a business. Yeah. Cause if you don't have an LLC or anything behind you, you know, it's, it, yes, you can still own a business, but it's more of a side hustle. It's not a business. Yeah. It's one of those steps. Does it's, that make sense? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It's one of those yeah. steps of, of, of LLC. And then you look, you know, you start looking into insurance and being bonded and right. all that stuff um, right. is, is this is, you're you're really stepping into that running and operating your your bit as a totally. business. Yeah. So speaking of business, what are some little things that you do? You know, we're trying to talk about these big, you know, LLC and taxes and and some other stuff before all about the boring managing stuff. all the boring, all the boring <laughs> stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. All this, the, all the reasons why people don't own a business. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But there, but there are little things that go into it as well. That um, totally. Yeah. That that you do a lot of. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Cause I, I feel like a lot of the little things is why I've kept a lot of my clients because mm. they just appreciate the small stuff and yeah. you're also in their home every single day, you know? So, um, being located in Jersey, we've been getting a lot of weird weather lately. Um, <laughs> it was 60 degrees yesterday and it snowed today. Ooh, Very bizarre. Fun. That's a little weird for us. Yeah. That's a little weird for Jersey. Uh, we don't, especially in December time, we don't ever see 60s like ever. Um, but it didn't quite get 60, it got like 58, but let me tell you, it felt a lot warmer than 32 today. So, (laughs) um, weird, but felt warmer at least. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, uh, a lot of people are getting packages and these delivery drivers aren't necessarily putting them underneath a porch that they usually could. Um, so one thing that we do, especially if it's raining or snowing, um, and it's just not going to stop, we'll bring in packages. Um, Mm -hmm. Cause that's again, otherwise they're just going to sit out all day until they come home. And if yeah. we're there in the middle of the day, we can just scoot them inside and bring them inside. Yeah. You know, that's not going to kill you. Yeah. Um, so that's a big one. Another big one that I do, and I really feel like people appreciate this a lot. Um, around daylight savings time. So obviously during the summer, it's, you know, by the time people are coming home, it's still light outside. No big deal. It doesn't get dark until like nine o'clock. Right. Then we get into this time of the year where it's pitch black by 4.30 <laughs> and people aren't home until like six o'clock sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, or like five o'clock at a normal time. And then they come home to a pitch dark house. Yeah. The dogs are, are in the dark, you know, yeah. their house is dark. And it, some people just don't think to keep lights on before they leave. Actually, a lot of people turn off everything before they leave because then they're not going to be there for the, you know, the rest of the day, which makes sense. Yep. So I'll turn on a, a, a few lights in the house. Um, that's definitely a big one for me. I have to remind, I usually have to remind myself to do it. And then mm-hmm. I have to 
unremind myself to do it once <laughs> summertime is. So I'm so used to, as soon as I walk in, I'll turn on the lights. Because yeah. if I don't do it right away, it's just going to slip my mind because I'm used to not doing it from the summertime. So then once summertime comes, I'm like, okay, I don't need to worry about any lights. Right, yeah. <laughs> Never my nighttime people. You know, I do with some clients I see at night. So yeah. those people, fine. But otherwise, I would say those two things sure. are probably a big reason why I've kept that. And the text message update. That's huge because people need to know, you know, I, I tell all my clients, you got to give me a two-hour window. Okay. Schedules changes. People cancel last minute. Your day is changing. You know, let's say something happens to you, you get into a car accident or you get a flat tire. You at least know you have two hours to then see that dog. You know, some clients want to know when we were there because sometimes it is a, a longer two hour window. And let's say, you know, we usually come at noon every single day. And for whatever reason, we decided to come at one, you know, they're going to, they may reach out to me and be like, Hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So those text messages, you know, like those clients look for that. They see it. They may not answer it because they're in the middle of work or, you know, I have some people that are answering me like super late, you know, like once they get home, like, oh, no, just don't even worry about it. You know, yeah. like I, I know you see it and I know they just look at it and they're like, cool, the dog is taken care of. And then they yeah. just put their phone down, mm-hmm. you know, so that I feel like is a huge selling piece. I just got a client recently in my hometown, um, husband and wife team groomer dog walking duo oh "Oh." that's awesome oh yes exactly because oh my god all your dog walking clients are going to be your grooming clients well i guess not so awesome because their grooming business took off that they had to shut the dog walking business down oh no in two weeks whoa they gave everybody two weeks notice and that was that oh my gosh yeah which i guess like I guess that's nice enough because then everybody does have enough time to find somebody, but like, ooh, sure. bad news. Yeah. So um, I ended up, you know, I got a client from that because she would, you know, was like, oh my God, we need help like immediately. I was like, oh yes, I'm on my way. So <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I told her, I said, listen, how did, because they had a dog walker for four years. So I said, cool. I was, how did your guy give you guys updates or whatnot? Yeah. And she was like, oh, we just had like, you know, a notepad out and we would just like leave each other notes. What? I was like, uh, okay. I mean, and I and I know some people that have done that in the past, and I'm uh-huh. like, all right. Well, this is what I do. I'm going to send you a text message mm-hmm. after I leave, you know. And if anything is funky or weird, I'll let you know. But you know, I'll just send you a basic update, you know, that Lennon had a good walk and all is good today, and I'll see him tomorrow. So she was like, oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then because I'm with him three days a week and I'm big about also sending a picture because that's huge in this business. Mm-hmm. I've been sending her pictures for the last mm-hmm. four years. She hasn't gotten one during these dog walks because wow. they just leave each other notes. Mm-hmm. So that's been, I think for her, a, you know, like I don't, she's not going to use anybody else. Why would she? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like she loves yeah. the pictures. She loves the boomerangs I get with him. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I know they're, they're super satisfied with using me. Like I know it wasn't, I know they were really bummed to lose their old dog walker because who wouldn't be when you work with somebody for that long. But I also think they're really happy that they have me now, Yeah, you know, because it just, the service just looks so much different. Yeah. in their eyes. And, and, and what I love about those things of the lights on in the wintertime, you know, um, you know, uh, the, the, the text messages, those kind of things, those don't cost you as the sitter anything oh, to do. Nothing. Right. Nothing. You're, all, you're and already it holds there. Me accountable too. Yeah. You know, yeah. totally holds me accountable. Cause sometimes I'll be sending a text message and a call will come through. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And, <laughs> and, you know, and if I take the call, I'm like, oh, I got to send the text message. And then sometimes it slips where I then don't send the text message. Uh-huh. And then the client will text me later on at night and be like, Um, one dog at the time, which his schedule is different now, but at the time, 
uh, it was two visits a day for 20 minutes each. And he was being crated golden retriever puppy. So just wasn't housebroken yet. They had a camera pointing to the crate that everybody knew about. That was, they showed us right. I mean, it was right there. (laughs) You you couldn't not walk in the room and not see it, you know? (laughs) So, um, at the end, and you know, that day, everything was going fine. She was sending text messages. Fine. I really didn't have to worry about her. Um, this dog was actually the last, the second visit was her last visit of the day. So all was good. And I got a text message from the owner separately asking me if the visits were, um, 20 minutes long each or 20 minutes for the whole day. And I said, no, 20 minutes long each. So it would be 40 minutes, you know, Mm -hmm. for, for the day. And she was like, okay. She's like, that's what I thought because she was only there for both visits for like 12 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I was like, seriously? Wow. She sent me a screenshot of the nest camera. And it literally was her taking out the dog at, you know, let's say, um, two 30 and then literally putting the dog back in 12 minutes later. No way. Oh, Oh, both visits. (sighs) Oh no. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I, I looked at this for a while and I was like, oh, yeah. okay. And it was also, I also had to make a decision as a business owner quick, what the heck I was going to do, you know, like yeah. right then and there to make this right. Because this was a brand new client of mine. I only mm-hmm. had at, at this point, I only had her for a couple months and I was like, oh my God, I can't lose this client. Mm-hmm. And she got me from, um, her next door neighbor that like she grew up with and it was like such a glowing, you know, raving review. I was like, Oh my God, this dog walker is Uh like, this, this is where hiring staff can get really bad Mm -hmm. because once they mess up, it falls on you. Yep. So I was like, listen, I said, she's never seeing the dog again. I was like, I'll get the key back from her. Don't worry about that. She's never seeing this dog again. Mm -hmm. And she was like, okay. She's like, thank you. I appreciate it. She's like, you know, I really don't feel like I should pay for today. I said, oh no, 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 you are not. I was like, oh no, 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 no. Sure. So, um, luckily for my dog walker, I still paid her for that day. Um, (laughs) I just ate it. Um, cause I needed to as a business owner. Yeah. But the first thing I did is I, I took that nest screenshot that the owner sent me and I sent it to her. And I said, listen, before you respond to this, you need to look at this picture Mm -hmm. and tell me exactly what happened. Yeah. So it Mm. took her a while to respond back to me. Um, I could tell that she was nervous uh, because we didn't end up chatting on the phone about it. It was just all strictly through texting. But she was sending me novels of just pretty much saying the same thing. Okay. So she truly, she truly felt like she was there for 20 minutes. I said, listen, you're, you're, you're there with him. You're taking pictures of this dog. I literally wrote your schedule out to where you needed to stay at this house from this time to that time. Mm -hmm. Like you left eight minutes early. Yeah. For That's a lot of time. Like you literally got into your car, looked at the time and was like, oh, wow, this is really early. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. she really didn't have a good reason or excuse for it. She just truly, she truly felt like she was there for 20 minutes. I really didn't, I didn't even know what to say to the owner. I was just like, wow, this is, this is embarrassing. Yeah. You know? It's like, not the kind of service you, know, you provide. No. Yeah. And it's not like, it's not, it's honestly not a good excuse. No. You know, like 
come up with something better. <laughs> if you're going to lie to me about it, at least come up with something better. <laughs> you know, like you had an emergency like or something. Yeah, like you, yeah. And you're on your phone. You yeah. know, like that's the worst part too. It's like set a timer. You're on your phone. And yeah. again, this this was before the Doggy Logs app. So it was nothing, you know, I was leaving it really up to them. But again, I did a walk with her first. So it wasn't like she didn't know how long 20 minutes felt and what mm-hmm. we did during that visit. You know, she knew what she was doing. Um, but yeah. yeah, so I would say that was probably mm-hmm. the worst one that I had to deal with <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> recently. So, so coming off of that, you know, what, what do you wish um, people knew about the life of a pet sitter? What, you know, people who aren't pet sitters, what do you wish they knew about what it's like being a pet sitter? So I, I guess it depends on if you're looking to make this a business or if you're just looking to make this, you know, like some extra income on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, because I would say as a business owner, get ready to work. Okay. But for somebody who's doing this on the side, um, not necessarily all work because it's not your 24, you know, 24 seven job, three sixty five of the year type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like with both owning a business and being a pet sitter, um, being responsible is huge in this world. Mm. And if you just really relay that between there is a a difference of the amount of of work owning a business like this and doing it full time as opposed to the side income, but being responsible is huge in this business. Right. And I, I really can't stress that enough because I, I thought I'd hired, you know, a million responsible girls until stuff like this happens. Yeah. So I guess that just was kind of common sense for me sure. until I started hiring other people that weren't necessarily responsible. And I was like, oh, come on. Because again, these are living, breathing creatures. Yes. Yeah. They have and- pulses. They get cold. They get sick. They get hot you know, it's still something that you're, that's breathing, that you're, that you need to take care of. And they're mm-hmm. dependent on you. These animals are dependent on, they're like babies. They're dependent on you for their whole life, really. Exactly. But, yeah. you know, they're, they're totally dependent on you. So if you, if you're not responsible enough to realize that, cause I, I know plenty of people around town that, you know, like, oh, I, I have my one friend that tells me all the time. Yeah. You know, I help out with my friend's dogs, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you know, but it, it kind of sucks though when I, when I have to help out with him because I can't really like do what I want and I have to, you know, like schedule my, my days and my plans around letting out his dogs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe, and maybe all it's I, not all I did was smile and I was like, welcome to my world. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> said, yeah that's, that's what the responsibility of owning, you know, being in this business really is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Heather, thank you so much for coming on today sure, and, 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 and sharing your stories and your experiences. Um, if people want to get in touch and, and ask some more questions, um, how can they do that and follow along with, with your work? Totally. So I do have um, a business Instagram. My <laughs> website, of, unfortunately, is heatherpetcare.com, which also landed my Instagram has my Instagram handle as heatherpetcare.com as well. Okay. So it's not the same as my actual business name, which stinks. Um, but if you follow along my Instagram, I post on my story of all my clients that I see every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't necessarily post all the time, like on my actual wall, because I'm just too preoccupied. You'll see how busy I am once you check out my stories. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a lot of different clients, a lot of interesting ones. A lot of my clients follow me on there too. And they message me every so often. And 
either they'll say, oh, wow, you had such a busy day or like, oh, you see so many different dogs and cats. And, you know, (laughs) I think people don't realize how big this business really is. And now that we have social media to kind of portray that, I really didn't tap into any of it until recently. Yeah. Wow. I was just too busy. I didn't have the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't, ha- I didn't have the time, you know, and, and you know, it yeah, takes up now, a lot of time for sure. Yes, it does. Yes. Especially yeah. social media. Thank you so much, Heather. We really do appreciate sure, it. Sure. Ho- hope definitely. to have you back on again soon. Yes, definitely. Would love to connect with you guys again. Talk about, you know, different topics and whatnot. Totally want to be, you know, in, in touch with you guys. Totally. Yes, for sure. Will do. Thank you. Great. Thank you, Colin. Talk to you soon. Heather's discussion about the little things in your business and that you can do for your clients each and every day to keep them coming back year after year is a refreshing reminder that it doesn't take a whole lot of effort to show that you are really caring and invested in your clients. Heather is definitely out there killing it and working hard. And when she talked about that she wished other people knew of just how difficult this job actually is, that really rings true to us. We all know that behind the scenes, a lot of work goes into that, and not everybody notices it. We're all in this together, and we all know the work that it takes to do that. Thank you so much for listening, guys. If you have comments or feedback or a story that you would like to have told, email us at feedback at petsitterconfessional.com. If you're not in our Facebook group, please go join. It's such a wonderful community of supportive people. They're always asking questions and getting feedback and helping each other work through whatever they're dealing with. Go to Facebook and we are Sitter Confessionals. It's a private group, but ask to join and we'll let you in. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Pet Sitter Confessional, and we're even on Twitter at PS Confessional. We often get asked by our listeners of how you can support us by sharing our episodes to people who you think need to hear it and by giving us a rating and a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. We really appreciate you guys taking the time out of your days to listen to us. It means so much. And we'll talk to you again soon.